I don't know why I have all of the li- notebooks yeah. lined up in front of well, me. One's for all of the legal pads. Oh, all no. of the legal pads in front of me. I wrote down a couple. Give of me notes. your legal pads. I have a couple of notes. You have a couple of notes. I've got a list of notes. Welcome to when Daniel met Rich. I'm Rich. I'm Daniel. Follow us on social media. Let's get to know each other. Comment on our social media. We don't have a lot of stuff on our social media, but we want you to comment on our social media so that we know you're mm-hmm. out there and listening mm-hmm. and paying attention to us because we mm-hmm. crave your attention. Crazy. Visit us on patreon.com slash excitement inc to throw some money towards the show. You can be a snob. You can be inherently better than people with money. With money. So show us on our Patreon. It's good times. It's the best times. Indeed. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Ah, unless you're one of uh, Mr. Burns' monkeys, then it was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. The blurst of times. You're funny. Indeed. So, Daniel, what's up, man? How you doing? Let me tell you how I'm doing, Rich. Tell me how you're doing. As you might have known from our conversation in Excitement Incorporated, I went back to uh, the theaters. I'm back, back in the theaters. You're back in the theaters. I went back so I could watch Encanto. Went back a couple of weeks ago to watch Eternals. But yeah, last night was Encanto in the theater. Yay. And we have these talks about like, you know, oh. I don't, don't want to be in the theater because people talking and like people, you know, like even a quiet place, like the like the craziest part of quiet place got ruined by a lady coming in and chewing popcorn and being loud. And she would she would have tickets to that movie, you know what I mean? Yep. People taking pictures during the jungle book. Yeah. But these memories burned into my mind like a like a you know a hall of fame of just disrespect while I'm trying to enjoy my piece of media. Yeah, which was like to my you know absolute you know um, contentment when I saw like three people at a nine thirty showing on a Friday night. Yeah, of Encanto, they are not nearly as full as they used to be. No, you know that might have something to do with why. The two fundraisers snuck past management, came up to me during the commercials and Sarah and asked if we would talk to them about a fundraiser for their fucking church. <laughs> oh, where hey, are you can going to Can we just to talk movies? to you for a second? Where are you, you know, going to movies? We, we won't bother you when the movie starts. We just want to know if you want to talk about this fundraiser. And then the preview for Seeing Red comes on, which I've been wanting to see a preview for Seeing Red. It looks like uh, that, like a like a, a girl turns into a red panda, and she has it's like animated Asian Hulk thing, yes. I guess. Elementary, yes. you know what I mean? And because red pandas are an Asian thing, yeah. anyway. But I digress. Pandas um, are an Asian thing. That's just how it is. Exactly. Asia, you get the pandas. You do. So, Enjoy it. Um, clearly, it's an Asian thing. But that being said, um, yeah, they come up and they're like, "Can we talk to you about the fundraiser?" And then the commercial starts. We're in the Dolby Theater, so it like naturally like the rumble is like so loud, and I'm like. No, go away. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, and then the commercial stops. And I'm like, can you hear me now? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> go away. He's so mad. This is not and where you do this. They're like, okay, sorry. And they proceeded to ask every other person in the theater. Oh. I'm like a magnet for theater assholes. I don't know what it is. Where are you I, going? I don't. Where I'm, are you going always, to watch it's these movies? The Promenade or Flatirons. Oh Jesus! Which oh, is well, like that's where I don't go to movies. Then I guess. I don't know, and it's not like I would go to Alamo Draft House, but they don't have a membership program that gets me, you know, yep. twelve movies a month for the price of one. Right. Yep. 
And that's, you know, at this rate, it's just kind of my luck. But, you know, there's like, I'm just, I'm starting to get over it because, you know, you guys are going to see the movies. We cover movies on the podcast. I can't not see the movies anymore. You know what I mean? So. Can't get out of it. I'm trying. I'm trying here because we got it. We have to do a spoiler cast for Spider-Man No Way Home. Yep. Clearly, we got to dig into that shit. And Jake is just jonesing to go. Yep. And then when we're done with the Spider-Man No Way Home, we have to do a Marvel catch up. Where does that? When does that come out? For the Where whole are we 2021. See. Like three weeks, oh, two okay. weeks, two weeks. I don't know. Something Let's like see. That. When is it? When do you come out? Seventeenth. Today is the fourth. Okay. So it was Search. two weeks from yesterday. Spiderman No Way Home. Yeah. No way home. So. No way, homie. Did you guys get tickets for it yet? Or Not yet. Okay. We'll see. It's coming soon. But again, it's even okay. So there's definitely there were scalpers trying to sell these tickets. Okay. So, um, even if we don't talk about it that that weekend, it'll still be a big crazy, you know. Yeah. Hello, blue. There'll I'm, be plenty of time. I'm to trying to decide. What, trying to decide what? What day I want to see it? Yeah, because you're pulling up a bunch of them. You got the tickets open right now, so you can go. But anyways, I just hope no one talks to you. I hope no one talks during your film. I hope everyone silences their phone. That was that was Doctor Strange for me. Not Doctor Strange. Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Ding. Sleepy. Ding. 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 On the occasions. So yeah, ding-a-ding, it was, nah, it drove me nuts. Ding-a-ding-ding. I don't know what it is with my luck, but at least they didn't try to come fundraise me during the movie, during Encanto. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I yeah. might have actually flown off of the handle instead of just telling them to get out. Yeah. I might have actually, like, said, come with me. We're getting a manager. Yeah. We're getting you kicked out. I would have done it. I would have done it. I'm going to call it. I I'm, totally would have done it. I would have been like, I'm an A-list fucking member. Yeah. You are getting guaranteed income from me. If you want me to continue to yeah. have my A-list status, get them the fuck out and yeah. keep them out. Seriously. But that's just my luck, right? That's just, that, uh, you know, that, that is. It's kind of And that's your why luck. I share it. It's laughable at this it's, point. We've talked about it so many times. And even after the pandemic, I'm like, I don't want to go back to the theater if I can have it digital. But they're starting to put movies out not digital very quickly. And it's making me upset. So. Done. Got my seats. Boom. Done. What day? What are you seeing? Seeing it Saturday. Saturday. Saturday the 18th. What time? 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Okay. In the. Um, New AMC theaters. The new AMC theaters. At like 8th and Colorado Boulevard. You may have to try and podcast on Sunday to do that because we're seeing it Friday, but in the middle of the day when you're working, Marissy's working. Right. You might have to wait till Sunday because I don't know if we're going to be able to sit in the same room with you after seeing that movie. Not talk about it. Remember, we saw No Way Home, but can't talk about it. But anyways. You know what? That might be fun for me. For you to just, you know, be like, I want to tell you about this, but you're seeing it tonight. So you're just backwards punishing me? Yeah. And just be like, ha ha. <laughs> but no. Yeah. Whatever. We can wait until Sunday. However you want to do. So Sarah's gotten to a point now where she is ravenous all the time. She'll nice. eat. Excellent. An hour later, she's hungry again. Eat a bunch. Yep. An hour later, she's hungry again. Oh, and shut up. Shut Alexa. Alexa stop. Will you Alexa, not? Alexa, stop. We didn't say anything to you. I will unplug the fuck out of you. You start that shit again. Just trying Sorry. to interrupt us. We're recording a podcast. Yeah, what are you doing? God. It's so rude. Why did I, I put this out here? You know what I mean? I know. It's just like she's just giving me PTSD from I trying to, to do a, something and getting interrupted. I'm like, gonna, you know what? I'm watch gonna a movie a, in a theater. I'm going to build a cone of silence a cone for Alexa. 
for Alexa. Oh, so even if she does pipe up, you can't fucking hear her? All right. I'm just going to just cone her. Yeah. Like when the serial killers muffle a person before they put them in the basement? Exactly. Okay. That makes more sense. Yep. Yes. But that's that's it for like, I mean, this week's funny things for me. What has she been eating? Has she eaten anything outlandish or is she just like get food in faster? Yeah, get food in faster. Nothing outlandish. She hasn't done anything weird yet. So, okay. I mean, that's kind of it. I mean, I cooked her half a steak for breakfast this morning because she needs the zinc. She needs the iron, you know. Needs she it, just wants needs half a steak? Um, well, no, we're just, well, she had just eaten like, you know, a gigantic blueberry muffin. Like, a, uh, before that, she woke up to have some cheese sticks. And before that, she had strawberries, you know. Right. So. Yes. She needs the iron. She, she definitely needs the iron. Yes. And the zinc. And some of the fats, too. The fats yes. help. The fats do help. The fats help with all of it. Fats domino. Yeah. Yes. So, I'm getting progressively more and more annoyed with people's lack of driving etiquette knowledge. Oh, it's so bad. It's like, like I remember having to perform certain functions to get my driver's license. And I, we've already established I'm old as shit. Yeah. So if I can remember having to do these things to qualify for my license, it makes no sense that people are driving Don't now with none of this none of they, it they don't none they don't use turn signals they don't understand the concept that is a zipper merge they don't stop at a stop sign the zipper merge is more what's annoying the shit out what of is me. the zipper merge oh god oh god oh god i'm triggered i'm triggered so hard right now a zipper merge is when a lane of traffic is shut down yeah and as you're approaching that lane as it shuts down you are to let the shutdown lane merge into the next lane. That's right. One car at a time. So yes. one car from the right lane goes, the car from the left lane goes. Oh, that... Car from the right lane goes, car from mm, the left lane no. goes. Car from the right lane goes, car from the left lane yeah. goes. And you're supposed to keep the left lane full. This will progress traffic faster. Yes. By moving over early or by not letting someone in, you are making traffic worse for everyone on that road. Yes. Stop it. Herd mentality. Stop it. It's herd mentality. Let people in, especially if they're next in line. It's a zipper merge. It helps move traffic along. The reason you were sitting there for 45 minutes beforehand is because the douche nozzle and the fucking Mustang didn't want to let anybody in front of him because that would show the size of his dick. Yes. Fuck. You know getting worse it's getting worse i'm getting more annoyed yeah it's more annoyed even well more. i saw a report that road rage um is since 2008 has gone up like 75 percent oh that makes sense road rage i'm a i'm a strong believer of um i think social media is a proponent of the way people act on the road now um in the way that people have come to really only be worried about them and themselves and you know how they work and how they operate so they aren't too concerned about that's right, a burp. Um, I think people are seeing their windshields and their doors and their car windows as the same filter as a screen on the internet where people just really stop caring what other people think at all and just act on their own behalf at all times. And so um, that causes people to lash out faster, right? Mm-hmm. W- when back in your day was it you know, acceptable to regularly lash out at a person you just met? 
or don't know uh. at all. Would you ever send a letter to someone to say, hey, read this piece. I fucking hate you. You're an idiot. This is a terrible take. Libtard. Stupid right wing boomer. Typically, it came into play when it was a when it was a family member. I remember these things happening. But family members. People you know, though, still, right? Well, no, no. Are you saying no. family members would do this? No. I'm saying, like, there was a situation in the past where somebody went off on me. Mm-hmm. I did not know this person. Yeah. I was not familiar with this person at all. Yes. But I had just finished talking shit about her sister. Oh. When she snapped and went off on me. Right. Now it'd be now, like this a... was. This was a situation where I was standing there with my friend. We were discussing something. The person that I was talking shit about, the person in question, passed by and screamed something at me. Unbidden. Yeah. She yelled something at me. And I, as she moved on, I was like, well, that bitch can go and fuck herself. Right. To my friends. Yes. Her sister happened to be standing there, overheard me, and then followed the girl and told her what I said. Oh. Which caused both of them to come back and start yelling at me. And I was just like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Who the fuck are you people? Yeah. Why are you? Why are you? He- get away from. I don't care. Sure. Move on. I still like. Yeah. I don't think that goes hand in hand with like just not knowing someone at all, though. Like, which is the craziest part. Having no association in any way entirely, period. But I guess. Like, if she walked by and you were like, that bitch can go fuck herself, and you said it out loud, but you didn't turn around to that girl and say, you can go fuck yourself. Was it because she was I did eventually. I, I did, actually. When okay. she came back and she was like, oh, you want to talk shit about me? Why don't you say it to my face? And I was like, okay, go fuck yourself. Okay. I don't care who you are. Okay. It was, yeah. Sure. So, but, I mean, I guess I'm trying to compare this to, like... But your point stands. It does, does it? Yeah. At least I'm trying to find like an analytical way of putting it in this way that, like you say, the point stands. But let's say the severity and how often. The now that's true. Yeah, because this it, was an isolated high, type thing. Yeah, right. You wouldn't do it on a daily basis as much as you can. Meanwhile, people get on Twitter. People make a Twitter account to get on and just argue with people about everything. Right. Yeah. Things like that. Social media, Facebook, everyone's got an opinion that they're going to get on and throw around and have an argument about. But people do it with strangers, but it happens more often, and I think that puts people more on edge. Yes. I, th- I think I think it. people get way too used to not having a filter on social media, turn around and put that on in real life. So I think they're used to the anonymity yes. of the internet mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. using that as a shield. Yeah. And you, and then just lashing out when they're out and about where right. people are face to face. And so, therefore, I honestly wonder if that kind of relates to road rage increasing over time. I do wonder if that relates to um, people driving like assholes. They're not worried what other people think. A lot of people don't seem to be worried what other people think. Why? Because they're they have a happy little fuck you life on social media, where I'm right and you're wrong. Um, you may be right. Yeah, I think that road rage has been getting progressively worse since the smartphone, just because people are no longer paying attention to the road the way they used to. Yeah, that doesn't help either. 
because there have been several times where I have been ready to rage at someone. And as I'm passing them, just full on flipping them off with a scowl as I'm passing, they don't even see me. They're they're not even looking at the road. They're texting someone or updating their social media or whatever. Their head is down looking at their phone. They are not even looking at the road. Hence why they're weaving all over the place and driving like an asshole. Mm-hmm. Because they're not even paying attention to it. They're too busy on their fucking phone yeah. while they're driving. Yeah. And I, I get it. I get it. I mean, I'm a phone addict as well, but... I put it down when I'm driving. It's true. I don't I don't have my phone out while I'm driving. Yeah. Unless I'm stuck in traffic. Yeah. And then I, you know, I'll like pop on porn or something. <laughs> you know. Just whatever. Something to calm the nerves. Yeah, whatever's gonna calm me down. Get me, go, like, get me a little bit in a different nuts. mindset so that I don't rage at people, you yeah. know. So but I noticed my road rage got really bad when I was on a toll road. Really? Yeah. There's a section of the highway between my home and my work that one lane is the express lane. This is the um, this is the toll lane okay. of the highway. Okay. So there's the free section and there's one lane that is the toll road. I would take the toll road and I would go a good... 20 to 25 miles over the speed limit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck this. I'm paying for it. I'm going to get through it. Mm-hmm. So that was the only reason I took that lane was because it was faster. Now, if somebody got in that lane and was doing less than 80, I would get enraged at the person. I was like, you are wasting my money. Get the fuck out of the way. If you're going to go the same speed as the rest of the traffic, Get the fuck over. Yeah. Get out of the pay lane. Yeah. You are wasting my money, your money, and everyone's time. Ain't that the truth? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And so my road rage was extremely bad when I was in the express lane. On the toll road. Yeah. So I stopped taking the toll road. Haven't had a road rage incident since. <laughs> no issue. I'm so just kind of like, problem. all right, you know what? It's all free for everybody. Fuck it. I'll get there when I get there. The only thing that pisses me off to the point of wanting to even like encounter someone or, you know, like even push it is. And what I mean by that, it's even like just like get someone's attention, even like, you know, argue with them, do anything is the tendency for people um, at least in our state, to turn on their brights when you're not doing something they want you to do, like go fast enough. Oh, yeah. In the dark or, you know, anything, um, changing lanes, doing whatever. There have been a couple of times where people, like, turn on their brights behind me. So, for instance, it was, like, snowing last winter. Um, roads were not so good. I was driving early to go shovel snow at my job, and... Sorry, I'm not going to go 75 in the slush. Right. Where you can hide a plane in the size. As I'm driving past these other cars that are on the side of the road because they did what they did. A lot of people don't realize you cannot go fast no matter what you fucking drive. I've seen trucks flip. Right. Meanwhile, a lifted truck comes up behind me, and because I'm not going 75, he turns on his brights. Right. And we're in the exit lane. Yeah. Yeah. So I slowed down. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. All I did was slow down. I slowed down to like a damn near crawl. Yeah. And let them go around me because I'm not about to like, I can't fucking deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just thing of like when you turn on your brights to the point that it like blinds someone, I want that to be a like fucking arrestable offense. Yeah. Because you can't deter someone from like driving on the road. Like I'm behind the wheels and I need to be able to see what I'm doing. Irregardless of my behavior, my actions, you can't turn on your brights and blind me while I'm trying to drive. Yep. All that makes me want to do is slow down because I can't see anything. And that's what I ended up doing. And then mm-hmm. he started going around me and I'm like looking out the window at him like, you are an actual asshole. You mm-hmm. are the scum of the earth. You yeah. are a bully. Yeah. Fucking well, you could have told that just because they're driving a lifted truck. I mean, <laughs> it was most of the time. Yeah. That's the thing that sucks. Well, I have friends that I talk to about it that I want to like, you know, um, I've, I have friends with trucks. You know what I mean? And they seem yeah. to be able to drive them fine you know these are also people that i think care to park their trucks the right way that's my biggest rule if you can't park it don't drive it right yep i think it's simple yeah it's simple but why are the majority of trucks i see fucking parked like you you're blind in one eye yeah that's when i take my key and etch nice parking oh god no you don't (laughs) (laughs) no no i don't yeah you wish i don't do that (laughs) I have oh never done that. Yeah. Yeah, but that's like a passive that's the passive aggressive thing, you know what I mean? I got I got someone put a um put a piece of paper on my car. Said, um, here's a turtle for you to color. Maybe if you can get the color inside of the lines, you can park inside of the lines mm-hmm. too. Nice. Yes. It was real nice of them to do that in a parking lot where all of the lines were skewed because right. they were painted over and faded multiple times. Right. There was no way to park appropriately in that garage. And I was between a set of lines. Yep. That's the worst part. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to be the parking police. Got it. I was like, man, I wish they'd come say that to my face so we can have a discussion about the lines in this parking garage. Yeah. Dip shit. You want to bitch when the parking like the parking lines are not good. They are all skewed and funky, and everyone has issues parking in this damn garage. Yeah, but I'm the one who has an issue parking. Like you want to you want to fucking leave a piece of paper on my goddamn car? Why don't you go repaint the whole fucking parking lot first? Jesus, dumb bitch. I I had one where I was going to work. I was I went to work at my old job, and there was somebody behind me. And I thought it was a coworker. I didn't even think mm-hmm. about it, you know. And I turn into my job and I park. This person stops behind my car, and then keeps going and turns around and leaves. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "The fuck is that?" Okay, whatever. I go in, you know, and I'm talking to one of my coworkers, and he's like, "Hey, what was up with that guy?" I was like, "What guy?" And they were like, "Well, guy like followed you when you parked. He took a picture of the back of your car and then went on." It's like. Okay, I have no idea what that was about. Yeah. What the fuck ever. Okay, apparently I did something to piss this guy off. I don't apparently, know Apparently, something. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I had a tail light out. Maybe that was the case. I don't know. I don't know either. People are fucking weird. Well, that's the thing. I um was at the end of a, of like, it was like Memorial Day or something when I still worked for Pepsi, you know, slinging, slinging soda on the shelf all the time and I'm going on like hour, literally hour 14 and I'm like driving back to a store and I'm trying to find a parking lot space in the King Supers parking lot. And I'm like, 
fuck, and I accidentally turned down one of the one-way parking lot things. Ugh. The guy driving opposite of me is, like, yelling at me from inside of the car and going, like, it's one way, it's one way, and I'm over here, and I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm literally about to tip over out of exhaustion. I still have to go in and, like, refill all of my shelves because of the sale and people Mm -hmm. buying soda and my store literally calling me and telling me I better come refill the goddamn shelves. Right. So I go back. I'm refilling the shelves. And, uh, um... Well, I'm not refilling the shelves. I'm grabbing a pallet to refill the shelves. Right. Guess who's waiting for me when I get mm-hmm. out? That dipshit. That dipshit. <laughs> getting getting in my face. You want to talk back to me, boy? I'm like, what? I was saying sorry. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, he's like, you were going down the wrong way. And I'm like, I know. And I was saying, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. And he's like, okay, well, why don't you pay attention to the fucking road? And I'm like, okay. Why is this bothering you this yeah. much right now? He looked like he was on his way out. Of the parking lot, which means he came all the way back around. He had to find another parking space. He had to find me in the store. Maybe he saw my Pepsi uniform and figured I was going to come out the back door, like the back room doors. But he's bought, I'm working. Yeah. This guy follows me down. <laughs> to be, you want to give me attitude? I'm like, holy fucking shit. Do you need meds, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. So, anyways, I kind of read the situation because as much as I, you know, like, I love to Josh fucking, I'm down to aggravate fucking dumb people like that. Yeah. Like, it, it is legitimately hard for me not to troll people like that sometimes. But I didn't because I read the situation. I'm like, this guy's already literally gone to the ends of fucking road rage earth. Yeah. To have this conversation. And as much as I would like to be like, you sure you were going the wrong way <laughs> when I know I wasn't going the wrong way. You know what I mean? Like I like there's you don't need to escalate these things because these people are already off their fucking rockers as far as like politeness is concerned. Right. So I talked him down and I'm like, no, I, just, I didn't mean to. I got nothing. He's like he's like, you know, talking, you know, just angrily and I'm half paying attention to him because I'm honestly focused on my work more than anything. But I'm like, OK, OK. And he goes, yeah, that's what I thought. And he walks away. I'm like I'd have been in trouble Yeah Because I would have started flirting with the dude I would have been like if you're this horny for me You've got to You know you got to hit me when I'm off work You know call me later or something I mean I didn't realize you were going to be this fucking Horny Yeah Is it funny retrospect if it was you know the 1800s I would have offered to meet him in the street Yeah Yeah. You know Be like you want to you know what? I'll meet you outside. We'll discuss yeah, this out there. Exactly. <laughs> but no, that would be a bad like, idea because he probably like, would be out there waiting for you, you to leave the store. Right. You got a quick tongue? Let's see how quick your hand is. You know, <laughs> and if it's not, you know, well, it depends. It has to be a legitimate consented duel for things to, you know, fly in the That's wild true. west. So it's true. That's a funny thing. People would literally just get killed for talking that shit back yep. in the day. Oh yeah, barbaric society. Well, we're That's not that far it, off now. <laughs> no, I mean, we aren't. That's the sad. We're really part. not. I guess it's just human nature, maybe, more than anything. I don't know. Some Something about having a gun makes you think the, the social contract doesn't apply to you anymore. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. Um, at least for the poor gun owners. Yeah. At least this- well, and that's not to say every gun owner yeah, exactly. either. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there are reasonable, sensible gun owners out there. Yes. More than not. Yeah. More good ones than not. Right. Thankfully. So. But still. 
there are the nutbags out there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that will, you know, circle back and enter the store again just to tell somebody off for doing something. That's just know. weird. That's just weird. weird. People get worked up. That's weird. So that guy was having a hard time. You yeah, know, that's the next thing to identify is that guy that followed me all the way into the store. Like, yeah. my mistake bothered him that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And something else that I can boil down to real quick is he's got way more problems than me. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's honestly probably what I would do instead of flirting with him. I would try and de-escalate and just be like, "Are you okay? Do you need me to yeah. call somebody? Yeah. Need to talk it out? You like? Do you need a hug? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's the have next a part hug, of like man. compassion, and you know. I'm just, sorry just, that this did this to you. I it was a s- honest mistake on my end. My mm-hmm. apologies. Mm-hmm. Which everyone makes honest mistakes. Like, yeah. That's the thing. You know, a guy comes in to yell at me like he's never, you know, made a mistake before. Everyone makes mistakes. Yep. It's a weird part. And like, you know, for you to for for someone to feel the need to go in and tell a stranger too, it's just like you know there's something wrong with them in the way their mind works. Yeah. You know, to think that they have the right to tell a complete stranger off for like a tiny mistake on the road. Yep. Road rage is is, is unreal and oddly oddly jarring. Yep. So Maybe. There's somebody inv- made this sign that can fit in your back window with like suction cups. Yeah. And there's uh it's a remote control in the front where uh-huh. you can push a button to flash like an apology mm. or a, some type of message to the person behind you. Or a thank you. Or a thank you yeah. or That's clever. Yeah, somebody did this and it was like they were like I wonder if just you know and I'm sorry, my bad mm-hmm. flashing in the yeah. back window would de-escalate quite a few of these situations. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. To have that communicate. I know Tesla cars are starting to talk to each other. Yes. Which is pretty cool. Yes. See, I'm and then really, the, really looking forward to autonomous cars. Yeah. On the other hand, I'm I'm thinking about it and like switching over like thought process. You're talking about there's a button that goes to the back that says like sorry. And I'm thinking of like a hydraulic pump that just pumps up the middle finger yeah. in the back window that's <laughs> sitting there. Oh, I've seen those. Oh God. You know, with the guy in I the back they... window with his hands on his hips, and then you put squeeze the bulb, and he drops his pants, mooning the people behind hey. you. I've seen those. That's funny. Yeah, that, those have been around since like the late '80s. I want to say. Yeah. Goofy. Should we segue um, while we're close enough to me talking about being at 14 hours and sure. putting soda on a shelf for the corporate sure. overlords? Yes. The corporate overlords are hurting because They're they hurting. can't get people They're to work panicking. for them. They can't get people to work for them because of the great resignation. Yeah. 4.4 million people quit their jobs in September. Yes. There is a common sense thing I want to talk about, which is like baffling to me, you know, in a way. There is unemployment to be had, but not generally unless you can make a damn good argument. For unemployment, there are unemployment officers that you have to talk to. You have to talk about the reasons you left their job, and then your employer can argue it um, and basically get you to not collect unemployment because they are charged for your unemployment. Companies are actually charged. Companies have to pay unemployment. Yes, they do. If they're going to employ people, they have to pay their – they're already paying into unemployment. Yeah, so we'll get into why the great resignation is good and why it's bad, but more than anything, the first my first question in terms of like reasonability and like, you know, feasibility is like luckily and you know, I'm I'm pretty sure I speak for you right now, we have pretty good jobs right now. We really appreciate our employers. Absolutely. 
but the the uh, um, for the people that don't, and we both have come from not good jobs. Everyone's had that kind of job. Yeah, that is just not good, and we all know they're out there. It feels like everyone's worked one, unless you know you got the silver spoon treatment. And my first question is like, how do people live if you don't work at a job? It's a clever resignation, but did you have another job lined up first? Are you working harder to get yourself into like another job? And I'm wondering if this is only happening because people are able to file for a, you know, you know, unemployment with bonus right now. That is not going to get renewed in January. I think that is a portion of it. But the thing is, is that if you resign, you can't collect unemployment. Yeah. Unless you make an argument that says I was forced to resign. Yeah. Well, you but have those to make have that- to be few and far between without also challenging your legitimacy as a human being. You there's have to quite lie. a bit of there's quite a bit of um, covid as well. Yes. And so if you quit because you you feel your employer has put you in a hazardous condition to where you can get covid and I mean covid is a is a legitimate reason. Yes. You know, if you feel like your employer is not doing enough to protect you, you can under OSHA make the claim for unemployment. Yeah. And so I have a feeling a lot of people are doing that. They're going that route. Yes. But a lot of employers are going the extra mile to prevent that as well. Mm -hmm. They're doing temperature checks. They're supplying masks. They're supplying hand sanitizers. They're doing the questionnaire. They're doing everything reasonable within the law to prevent these issues or prevent COVID from affecting their employees. Yeah. That being said, COVID is still a very strong reason behind it. Yeah. Another very strong reason behind it is because due to everyone quitting their jobs, Mm -hmm. people are offering more money for jobs than they have in the past because they are trying to get people in. Yep. Which means I'm going to go to this job and they're paying me $17 an hour. Yes. Over here, this company is offering $19 an hour. Yes. Fuck it, I'm out. I quit. Boom. Just like that. I'm done. Yeah. I'm going to go over here. Yes. Go over to that job. All right, I'm working at this job, paying $19 an hour. Mm-hmm. There's a job that is not dissimilar, closer to my house, that's paying $21 an hour. Yep. Fuck this, I quit. Or maybe even the same, but still closer to my house. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe it's nineteen twenty-five an hour. Yeah. But it's closer to their house. Boom. Done. Or there are those that are like, you know what? I've had body image issues, but a lot of people online are making me feel more confident. And maybe if I just wear a masquerade mask and get naked, I can start an OnlyFans. Yeah. I can get onto a webcam page. Has sex work increased a lot? Oh, yes. That can't attribute to 4.4 million, though. No, but it can. It can contribute a bit. Yeah. But, yeah, women turning to sex work is COVID. And that only makes sense, right? Because I asked that, and I know it's kind of a hypothetical already. Yep. You know. Strippers can't strip during a pandemic, so they get a webcam. That's it. And they're stripping in their living room. And honestly, they're making just as much, if not more, 
in a safer environment. Chatterbait has reported a 75% rise in the number of sex workers. Okay. so And that's just Chatterbait. That's just Chatterbait. Chatterbait's there are, not even the biggest... They're not even the biggest player in the game. Nope. So, I and mean, so there's, it's just... It, it's rampant. Guys are starting ch- webcam work. And they're essentially just jerking off for gay dudes. Yep. They And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to them because as long as the tokens are rolling in, they're getting paid to jerk off. That's all that matters. Jesus. How much would I... Uh, okay, I'm a little bit envious. Yeah. Let, let's be honest. Yeah. I'm envious of these people that are getting paid to jerk off in front of a webcam for others' enjoyment. It's crazy that it pays as well as it does. Yes. But, you know, if we don't get more Patreons, we can always just, you know, get a Chatterbait page. We could do it. We could do it. We could also do it. We could get on the table and just, you know, butter up our buttholes and just pose. (laughs) We call it excitement twink. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. That one down. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah, we're going to. Boom. That's how we're that's, gonna make our money from now on. That's our All that's right. our next business. You can venture. find our next on chatterbait.com slash excitement twink. <laughs> excitement twink. Pornhub.com slash excitement twink. Maybe that's what I should name the um because I want to make us a pornhub for like legitimate marketing and just like, you know, just make it silly. Kind of like yeah. I always think of the one where like people there's like one video where like Trump went out to announce his like getting rid of healthcare, like um trying to remove all the Medicaid and stuff. For the nation, and someone put up the video on Pornhub titled it "President Fucks the Whole Nation." Yeah, one man fucks the entire an entire then, country. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I'm like, oh, that might be fun for us to do something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean, put on just marketing material. Like, there's one. There was one time I got excited, and you had a, an alien popcorn bucket, and I like fucked it. And that's yep. why, like, I'm gonna, I'm, I know what episode it is. I'm just gonna make a clip, upload it to Pornhub, and call it "Daniel Face Fucks an Alien." There you go. And it's real. It'll work. It's there. It'll it'll work. Yeah. It's in the zeitgeist. It's out there. And all of a sudden we have a lot of a ton of people who are gonna yep. get done beating off and be like, you know what? I think I want to let's do a couple episodes. Yeah. Smart marketing. You know what oh, I mean? yeah. That's what I think. Yep. That's what I think. The other the other avenue is that people are doing this. Yeah, making their own business and they're also making doing their own they're making their own content for the internet mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. selling it. Yeah. Or distributing it however they wish. I yeah. mean all Let's face it, uh, with COVID, a lot of Hollywood found themselves out of work. Yes. Because they couldn't go and do, they couldn't go to film, they couldn't go to set, yeah. they couldn't work in a, for a long stage minute. set yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And so, I mean, a lot of celebrities started a podcast during COVID. Yes, they did. Quite a few of them. Yeah. And I've caught up on quite a few of them there. And they're actually excellent content. A lot of it's really, really good. It's good. But there's that. And uh, normal people are doing it. Regular people, not non-celebrity people, I should say, are doing it. We're not the only ones out there. Nope. Um, Etsy has grown. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are just making turning their craft hobby into a business. So it wouldn't be surprising to think that, you know, like 50% of the people quitting their jobs have some, something to fall back on, you know, or, you know, for some of these people, maybe they're already living in multi-generational homes. Yep. For all we know. Oh, there's quite a few people that are 
just, yeah, they're like, I don't need to work, so I'm not going to. So I guess, like, my favorite part of the whole Great Resignation is not so much – my favorite, like, feel-good thing about it is people finally coming to terms with the fact that they don't owe their employer shit. Like they don't like when they work for them, their employer, they're there to do their job and get their money within the parameters, you know, Mm -hmm. and there have been times that I've gone to work sick, ended up in the emergency room because I've had managers tell me they can't promise I'll have a job on the other side. Yep. Well, and I mean, there's all kinds of shit. Those practices because of the pandemic, those practices have largely gone away but they're still there they are still there yeah because they still want you to come in if you're not if you don't have covid they don't want you to come in well they want you to come in sorry they're like if you're sick at all stay home because i was in a job of that nature where it was like we need you here we need you doing this job we need you to come in and then the minute the pandemic started and i was just like i got a sniffle and they were like go home yep don't even don't even come in. Don't mm-hmm. even show up. Yeah. It's like I woke up with a stern cough. Don't come in. Stay home. And it was because they were getting subsidized. The government was helping them. Yes. And so there's that. But that's not going to last forever either. It's not. So that's why it, you know, it's it's a large measure of. Of people figuring out like what they're worth, um, how much the company they're working for actually cares about them, which mm-hmm. is like none. It's people, you know, getting tired of shit on by shitty bosses, not having good hours, not getting good enough pay, you know. And that's the thing: the the, the wealth, the income to to expense ratio is fucking phenomenal these days, and it's only getting worse yep. as we speak because of inflation mm-hmm. getting out of hand. Oh yeah. Um, just, you know, clearly the faults of capitalism as it stands. But, you know, I think the hardest that's kind of like the hardest aspect, at least in my opinion, is that like capitalism is there to make sure that if you work hard enough, you get your just desserts. Right. If you work, you earn your living. But it's that's the, that's supposed to be the good thing about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a legitimate de- definition for capitalism under a different, you know, basically style. But that's why it's in place. That's how it's reasoned as something that works. Yeah. Is it everyone's got to fucking put in some work. And that makes sense. Everyone's got a job. Everything, we all have to help the world move if we all want a place to live. We all want something to eat. Right. And so... Like, clearly it comes down to an economy thing, ultimately, and capitalism and, you know, the things that we're all mad about. But I think this is, like, the first legitimate step towards making it better. I think we're on the—we're getting on the right track. Yeah. We're getting there. It's mm-hmm. its a process. I mean, I've spent the last 20 years, the majority of the last 20 years, mm-hmm. in middle management. Yes. To where I'm not quite the guy making all the decisions. I'm also not quite the guy that's just the grunt at the bottom of the ladder or anything. It's just kind of middle ground, I would say. And so I see both sides. I see 
people working entirely too hard for entirely too little. Mm-hmm. And then I see the other side where if we don't make money, we're not going to be in business. Yes. And so we've got to make money to stay in business. Mm-hmm. And so there's this area in the middle where I realize that, you know, we have to, one of the ways to make money is to save money. If you limit your expenditures, you are contributing to your profit margin. But meanwhile, you've got guys that are working overtime so that they can get a little bit more and they will continually work as much overtime as you allow them because they need every little extra bit of income and they shouldn't need every little bit of extra income their job should be able to supply all of their needs yes anything extra is capitalism anything beyond what you need if you're willing to work harder for it you should earn it and be able to get it the harder you work the more you should get yes it should not be the harder you work the more likely you are to actually hold the line and survive Mm -hmm. and that's what it's become that's really what it's become the, the powers that be have really fucked this up for the whole nation. Yes. And probably the whole world because, because I'm pretty sure the wealth disparity is not just in our country. Clearly, there's other nations that, you know, live in poverty, but I think that's a whole different situation that they don't have the infrastructure in any way to support in certain, you know, like third world countries. But as far as our first world problem here of like, you know, you know, wish I could get a little bit more, you know, I'm still thankful that we have drinking water. Right. Two feet away. You know what I mean? I'm still grateful that we can go to the store and get food if we're hungry kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, There's plenty of ways to earn money, but there, there is the disparity where the items we need are now more than we can getting to a point that we can barely afford them. These things we need. Yes. So that's, there's like the saving that needs to be done and all that stuff. I, you know, ultimately I still blame like, you know, the, like I said, the powers that be. And this is probably the coolest stand we've taken in a way, just because, you know, there are ways that companies try to be better. There is the company that um, the CEO decided to cap his salary at 75K a year so that he could pay all of his other employees mm-hmm. about 75K a year. They're thriving. They've grown yeah, because their employees are so happy. They're working good because they're happy. They believe in what they do because they're treated good. They have health benefits. They have good health benefits. Yeah. And they all – but that's the thing. Each of his employees, that means he's making 75K. That means that – the receptionist is making 75k right that means middle management is making 75k because they know as a team that's how the the dream work teamwork makes the dream work right so someone making 12 an hour and then two steps above them someone's making 50k an hour Hmm. 50k an hour holy fuck whoops sorry that's that's like bezos money 
That is Bezos' money. <laughs> My bad. Um, 50K a year. Well, in fairness, that's, I mean, Bezos' money is like a quarter million every second or something like that. It's something something, like that. something it's, ridiculous. It the is dude's ridiculous. making stupid amounts of money. The stupidest. And just, he's making fuck you on going to space money. Yeah. Just, so. Yeah, and we've bitched about that enough. Anyway. No, I'm not going to keep giving him more fucking publicity. Fuck yourself, Bezos. Yeah. So That being said, when's my Amazon order arriving? <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> arriving, delivered by the disgruntled Amazon worker. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this, this show has arrived, included with Prime. Anyway. <laughs> Money. So with the great resignation and the way it is, uh, there's still like other things that, that this benefits. I've noticed at least um, in the way that people are not being afraid of their managers anymore. No. People are not being afraid of, which granted a good manager in the first place, even before these situations is someone you could just talk to, you know, normally anyway. Like yeah. They're not here to get you to work. They're here to make life easier for you. Right. And make it easier for you to do your job, not make make you do your job no matter how hard it is. And which was like a lot of what I faced, at least, you know, in my, my job at Pepsi, for instance, like a very good one is was just a lot of like, if anything goes wrong, it's your fault and I'm going to chew you out. So one of the things that pushed me closer to essentially quitting, if they didn't switch my role at Pepsi, I would have quit. It put me in a depression and they, they, um, my wife heard him talking to me and was like, what makes them think they can talk to you like that? How are you getting talked to like this? And I'm like, because it's a dipshit who literally just got into his management management position and has no idea how to talk to a human being. She's like, Oh, that makes more sense. I'm like, yeah, exactly. And so it's really hard to, to talk about this all at once because there's like a ton of like aspects to go over of like the shitty working condition in the first place, the economy, the stuff like that, the great uh, resignation, how we're going to, approach it from every facet without blaming the whole system because we see like the the entire system is flawed in so many ways. Oh yeah. Between people not getting health benefits. I think I think it's fair to say that if you pay your taxes you should not go bankrupt from a hospital bill. Yep. You should not go bankrupt from a hospital bill if you pay your taxes. Plain and simple. The fact that we have to pay money for health care I think is a criminal inhumane thing. You should not go bankrupt from a hospital bill. You can end it there. That's a totally fair statement, regardless of if you pay your taxes. In a society that has advanced to this point, you should not be bankrupted by a hospital bill. I mean, if we wanted to be as good as the other ones, yeah. That's just my I mean, version of, of diving is so far into the far left that, you know, anyone can, you know, fuck off. It would be a, like it would be real swell if there were no homeless. You know what I mean? Yeah. But those people don't want to work. Some of them. Some of them can't. Some of them cannot function at that level. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we... Before Reagan closed all of the mental health institutes, mm-hmm. we did not have near the homeless problem. No? Because a lot of the people that needed help 
and would be on the street because they could not function mm-hmm. otherwise they were in these homes mm-hmm. they were in mental health institutions they were getting the help they need yeah. or they were getting the supervision they needed to survive yes so I guess as far as like the the argument that like even if you don't pay your taxes like you should go to the hospital like I'm not saying that wouldn't be swell right you know what I mean um yeah. you should be able to go to the hospital and not go bankrupt would be swell in any case no matter what wherever you are or whatever but as far as baby steps are concerned yeah you would you would fucking think that if you pay taxes, you could not go bankrupt. You know what I mean? That's at right. least where I feel on it, and where that where I'm kind of like, well, at, le- at least let's talk about baby steps for people who act like put in, you know, like legitimate effort. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Irregardless of you know whatever situation any other person, homeless or lazy, might be in, in terms of like what they go through. Right. But there needs to be programs for that. But even the programs don't work because even veterans don't get fucking taken care of sometimes they have to jump through all kinds of hoops to get you know the things they need yep sometimes you know uh, uh housing grants um, yep s- stuff like that you know to the point that you know it also becomes there but there are some people who pull it out and make it work and that's why you know like i know my brother-in-law is a veteran and there was a point where he was homeless and he went to the VA and said, I'm in a, a whole lot of hurt, trouble and stuff. I need to use some of these programs. They said, okay, they got him into a house. They did all these things. And that's why he feels like anytime he sees a, a veteran on the side of the road saying that they don't have anything, he thinks they're full of shit. And that they're probably lying about being a veteran. Not yeah. that there aren't legitimate veterans who have issues. But again, we get into the nitty gritty of like the middling details here. These are these are like the unfortunate shades of gray. <laughs> that yeah. We get like so balls deep into that. Just as long as everyone knows we're never like biased and we never we never approach an idea from a wide finality or, you know, absolute. There's there's always these shades of gray and layers to the cake. Yeah. Well, there's always shit we don't know. There's always shit we don't know. Yeah. And there's contributing factors that we just don't see, don't recognize, don't know. Better not to assume outside of the things that we can all at least agree on, which is. You you cannot afford a two bedroom apartment on minimum wage. You can't grow a family on minimum wage. You can't do most things on minimum wage. Yeah, except for get in a, a forty hour week. In a forty hour week, except for get a get a get a roommate maybe. Except if you get a roommate, but then you have to share you know your home with a roommate and you know do the yep. things. You know, and then even then, that's a two bedroom apartment. But by older standards, when these things were like affordable, so you know, the argument in that case might be, well, then you know, like get married, start a family. You should not be obligated to be do that to do that. First of all, for one, um, the next thing is that okay, if I get married, then we should have double the salary of living. I should be able to afford twice the cost of a two bedroom apartment. Yep, easily. Yes. Still. So like it's it's so ass backwards. But I'm I'm really appreciative that that the people are, you know, like quitting their jobs and that we're having the conversations of why are we all working ourselves to the bones for companies that will replace us right afterwards? I could die tomorrow and there would be 
in less than a week there would be a a, a position up and Absolutely. i have a nice job that i know uh, oh, yeah. i get treated good i like my managers all the way to the top yep I like them a lot, and there are days that I go to them and I'm like, this isn't happening today. And they're like, okay. There are times I get asked to do things that I don't want to do or, frankly, is not my job. And I'm like, no, that's not my job. And they go, yeah, actually, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. How does that? How is that not commonplace? You know what I mean? Yeah. It that's, should always be commonplace. It should always thing. be commonplace. And hearing all of these horror stories of these managers or these supervisors or whatever that are just – not that way that are making unreasonable demands of their employees and then acting surprised when they quit. It's just, it's asinine to me. I mean, one of the most important lessons I ever learned about leadership and management is from a Pixar movie. Yeah. And it's from an old Pixar movie. Yeah. Came out of the voice of Kevin Spacey. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. What was that? First rule of management. Everything is your fault. <laughs> and that's right. If if an employee under you makes a mistake, that is on you. <clears throat> because either you did not give them the training they needed, you did not ensure that they knew the process, you did not follow up with them, you did not retrain them if necessary, this is on you. Whatever your employees do is on you because no one, no one goes to a job thinking, I am going to do the worst possible job that I can. Yeah. No one, no one goes in, punches in and says, I'm just going to fuck it up <laughs> just because I can. <laughs> and if they do, as a manager, that's on you. Yeah. You need to... Everything your employees do is a reflection of you. The way they act in the workplace, the way they treat their job, the way they treat their coworkers, the way they conduct themselves in business, it is 100% the result of their leadership. If they're acting in an inappropriate way, it is because their leadership showed them at some point that that was appropriate. Yeah. And that's what most employers need to recognize is that your the quality of your people is only as good as the quality of their management. Yes. And it is a difficult, difficult, difficult line to walk to know that everything you do is reflected in your employees. Yeah. And so you have to be ready to take that person that level of responsibility. If you're going to take a management position, you have to be ready to take the responsibility of everyone under you is a direct result of your leadership. It's absolutely imperative, you know, for for them to kind of approach that from that way, but then, you know, um then there's the way to talk about where People in management positions, another thing that ends up making people not like their jobs are people in management positions with zero management training, zero leadership training, the managers that don't communicate what they need um, and then treat you like an idiot. I've been told – I've been asked if I'm an idiot by managers in the past. I've been told 
you know, um, to, to, I've in one, literally one text been told it was during the bomb cyclone. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't fucking go anywhere. Right. Um, I asked the maintenance people to shovel out my car while they were on an ATV in the parking lot. And they were like, Oh, you want to go play in this shit too? Fine. Give me a ton of attitude for just leaving. Yeah. Because I've never seen that much slush in the road in my life. Yeah. And I almost didn't make it to work. Um, I usually start at 3 a.m. And I, I texted my boss. And I was like, I'm not going out in this. This is not happening. They're like, I understand. Fine. Okay, cool. 4 p.m. rolls around. They say, hey, the store's calling, wondering where you are. You got to go in. I'm like... I thought you said I didn't have to go in. Yeah, sorry. I'm like, okay. I was in a commission-based role at the time. Yeah. So I had my own motives for going in, but I could still see their true colors. Right. Yeah. So imagine not being able to make it into work at like 8 a.m. and then being told at 5.30 you still need to come in. Jesus. Real respectful of my time. Real fucking respectful. And granted, that's just one manager amongst a ton of them. The best manager I had there was the kind of guy who would have been like, he would have called me first to say, don't fucking come out in this. Right. I don't need to be coming to bail you out. And then when the end of the day comes, he would not go, you need to go back in. He'd be like, it's the fucking end of the day. What are you going to do now? Just, Just fix it in the morning. Maybe go a little early. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's reasonable expectations to be made. You know what I mean? Right. And that's another thing to be said about, you know, shitty companies is that if I went through three fucking managers. Yep. In one position. Yep. And that did not include a, a different position I had while I was there. And there were two managers I had in that position. The mm-hmm. Two positions, five managers the whole time. If you can't keep managers... What do you think? How do you think that structure is working? You know, um, so it was, you know, yeah, baff- it's baffling and it's everything at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's baffling and it's everything that your management has good leadership skills, because I would almost venture to say that. I mean, there are business owners out there who have the right kind of gusto, the right kind of work ethic to like really get things done and be a good worker and put things together. But they are not good leaders. I would venture to say say that like fucking management positions could should be in twos where, you know, maybe you have the one who's, you know, the more analytical one. But then you have the other one who's the more critical one, more critical thinking one in terms of the way of, yes, these things need to get done, but we still need to make sure we're treating people the right way in our jobs. Leadership is an art. Yeah. It is a an art form. Yeah. Leadership is different from management. But if you're a good, if you have good leadership skills, you will already have excellent management skills. And then you can have management skills without having leadership skills. It's weird. Yes. So there's, there is an art to it. There's a way to get there where you can. Go to your, as a manager, you can go to your employees and you can go to them and say, I believe in this team. Mm -hmm. I believe in the abilities of every person in this circle. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That being said, here's the problem. How do you guys think we should handle this? How do you think we can get through this and be effective by the end of the day? And I guarantee you, you will hear at least three awesome ideas that you don't even have to lift a finger to accomplish because you have empowered your team to do it and they will execute, especially because it's theirs. Yeah, absolutely. They want to make sure that it's going to work. And there are people out there that are just like, well, I don't care what your idea is. Shut up and do what I said. Mm-hmm. And they think that is effective management. Yeah, they think. It boggles the mind. It does boggle the mind how anyone thinks that way. Yes. So, happens in a lot of places. Um, I ended up, for the very first time in my life, not putting in a two-week notice. Well, actually, no, I put in a two-week notice. I just didn't stay for the entirety of it. Yeah. I worked at a restaurant this summer um, with decent food, you know, but I ended up quitting because of the managers more than anything. I put in my two weeks, um, because I was tired of the place in the first, you know, um, in the first place I was tired of working there. Um, and I made it about a week, um, until literally a sequence of managers all that entire week pissed me off to the point that I was like, I'm not, I am not staying here. And, you know, there's, if you want specifics, I'll give specifics. They're keeping me when my sections are emptying. I don't have people. Um, Because of the pandemic, there are customers staying for an ungodly amount of time um, where you would have four table sections to, you know, rotate every hour, get them their food, let them chat a little bit and eat, and then pay and leave. They're letting people stay for four hours, five hours, six hours on end. That's just, that's asinine. And then going, oh, too bad. There are several restaurants that I have gone to through the pandemic that have said, we appreciate your business. We want to make sure we stay in business. Please limit your visit to 90 minutes or less. Yeah, it's easy enough. But the the corporate decided not to. They tried to do that initially, but they then corporate decided not to. And I was told to get over it. Okay. I love when corporate makes shitty decisions that they expect managers to enact. Yeah. Um, And then sometimes they do. So. Um, there was one time in a, in a rotation where uh, I one person was cut. My section changed to a, to a section that had just been emptied, and no one came in. So the person who was getting off before me inherited a section full of people that had just sat. And I had to stay there for three hours with no tables. I asked if I could switch with that person. They said no. That's not the order of cuts tonight. Jesus. People are released in a certain order when you're a server. That's goofy. I asked the server. She was like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, you're just a bitch. And I go over to the to the other person, to the to the manager, and I'm like, hey, this is how this is going. I'm just not making any money right now. And they're like, no. Just no. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. And they're like, okay, and walk away. Bye. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think what came to be like the final straw was when – I had a host, um, I had my table come to me. They were sitting in the sun. They were like, damn, it's hot. And they wanted to, you know, like scoot out their table. So they pulled out their table a little bit and I went out and they, I had just, you know, gotten them drinks, did a couple more things. And I came out and the guy's standing there looking furious. And he's like, so are they getting this new table or what? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, you know, when I asked the host if we could, you know, move the table and he came over here and told us to stop being entitled. 
Holy shit. I'm like, the the host just said that. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. So this brand new young gun host um, at the front seat sat him at a table, said, um, you guys <laughs> um, came back. They were like, can we move? Because like, we're sitting in the sun. It's like super hot. And they were like, no, and stop moving your table. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I went straight to the manager, probably like third tier up. And I'm like, this just happened. He's like, yeah, I saw the whole thing. And I'm like, nothing. okay, you going to reprimand the host? And he's like, for what? And I'm like, for telling him that he's entitled. And he was like, oh, no, 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 he didn't say that. He said, he. I watched a guy shoot up out of his chair after the host said, you're not entitled to move the table. I'm like, okay. All right. The table seemed super fine to me. We still got them a new table and, a, you know, out of the shade because it was open. Like, okay, get them a new table. And I'm like, that doesn't line up. Mm-hmm. And I asked the host, like, what happened? Did you get in your face? He's like, he's like, yeah, but, you know, I told him I told he was being entitled, and I told him he was being entitled. <laughs> I go back to my host, and I'm like, no, he fucking said that yeah. to my table in the hospitality industry. He told my table to not be entitled to their face, this young gun, which here's the biggest issue with that, the biggest issue that I have with it. These people were nice. Mm-hmm. They were nice as hell. I was. I had them all buttered up. We were good to go. Mm-hmm. And then he went out there and made their just fucking straight up told my happy guests they were being assholes. They were not being assholes. Jesus. Go to my manager. I'm like, one first things first. He did that. You got to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I don't want my table to pay their tab after this happened. Yeah. Manager said no. He said, he said, whatever, it's done, it's over with. That's fine. And I'm like, okay, but our host was a dick. Can we comp something? He's like, no, I'm tired of doing comps. I'm like, okay, cool. Jesus. The next day I went and I went to my manager. I said, um, hey, not sure if anyone's come to you with this, um, but the patio music is blaring. I can't hear my customers talk right now. He said, I'll look at the levels, but it's set to what corporate wants it at. Okay. <laughs> walks in, walks back out, and he's like, yeah, you're not the only one who came to me, and yeah, it's at the levels it's supposed to be. So I finished my shift shouting with my tables so we could hear each other after the music got blasted. Um, even the regulars were like, why is the music so loud? I'm like, I don't know. I asked them to turn it down. They won't. I'm like, okay. So I went into the general manager the next morning with a full long list and a letter of why I'm leaving. And it was literally just managers not letting me do my job. Yep. Boom. This was easy for me. It was an auxiliary job. Right. It was, I had a secondary job to go to, you know what I mean? Um, Just saving up for other projects and, you know, trying to have a little bit of extra cash in the bank. I just like to hustle too. You know what I mean? I'm a worker. So, but I do that to myself. That being said, um... And who knows, maybe I wouldn't have had to get a second job. <laughs> like you said, if I was paid appropriately as mm-hmm. far as, you know. Do you know minimum wage would be about 67 bucks right now if it uh, accompanied inflation since like when 19 When I did the math, it was like $36 an hour. It's but more than that. It's probably higher than that. It, it is much higher than that, actually. Yes. So, um, Well, and I mean that's evident in just the lightest amount of research. And this was a point that I brought up a while ago using – the movie Back to the Future. Hey, Back to the Future. Oh, you're wearing a shirt? Yes. Where Marty McFly goes into a diner, just a regular Al's Greasy Spoon diner, 
and orders a cup of coffee and it costs him a nickel. Mm-hmm. And ask the question, how can you turn a profit on coffee if you're charging a nickel for a cup? And it turns out that the minimum wage in 1955 was 75 cents an hour, making that cup of coffee, making it to where you could buy 15 cups of coffee at a greasy spoon diner for minimum wage. Yeah. At Denny's right now, a cup of coffee is like $3.30. So, 15 cups of coffee, $3.30. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's like $50 an hour. Yeah. And it sucks. These articles I'm seeing are talking about like the minimum wage and if adjusted for inflation would be 24 an hour. That's just not true. It is staggering the way the minimum wage should be. I've seen different charts, but like it's honestly, there's there's a few out there, but the direct result of this is the death of the union. Because unions are currently making what minimum wage should be. Mm-hmm. They're paying union dues. Yeah. But they're also getting a shitload of protections because of the union. Mm-hmm. Jobs can't wrongfully fire them. This is why all these employers are just so strongly opposed to fucking unions. Yep. Because they know they won't be able to use you the way they want to use you, which is why a union is there, is to make sure they can't use you. Yes. So um, I know Southwest Airlines started putting up posters with game controllers on them that said, why pay for union fees when that money can go towards video games? Yep. How insulting. Yep. You know? Yep. It's bad. It's horrible. Yeah. And I mean, UAW is one of the biggest unions out there and they were, they were branching. Yeah. They were branching to other unions to where it was like, if this union strikes, so do we. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, oh fuck, the entire automotive industry is about to shut down. It's true. Because they partnered up with the grocery union. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. John Deere union workers ratified New Deal to end strike. More than 10,000 John Deere workers went on strike in October. The United Auto Workers called the new contract a landmark deal. 10,000 employees went on a strike because they were getting underpaid and overworked. Um, Deere reported record profits this year. It has said its net income is projected to be 5.7 to 5.9 billion. Yep. 14,000 Kellogg's workers went on strike October 5th. In the entertainment industry, around 60,000 International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, also known as Yahtzee, threatened to strike with members citing long hours, no weekends off, and no rest periods between shifts. That's one of the main things that have scared me away from the, uh, from the film industry. As someone who's worked all kinds of dumb, ridiculous fucking hours with Pepsi... As much as I'd like to be in film, I do not. I've seen how that shit works. They do not get a day off. You can get a call sheet at 10 p.m. saying you have to be on set at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And that's the way they did that shit normally. 
Yeah. It's bad. And they went on strike. Their I know their their union heads um did not organize a good deal. I guess it barely got passed for baby step sakes. I don't know, but um in some places there's victories and others there's not. Unions seem to be very, very, very important. Unions have always been very, very, very important. Yes. And initially they started because of workplace safety. Too many people were dying on the job. Yeah. And the workers were like, we need to get together because it could be you next. It could Mm -hmm. be me. It could be your wife. It could be your child. It could be someone you love. Yeah. We need to protect each other. This is how we have to do it. Well, it's terrifying to think that there didn't used to be a 40 hour minimum work week or max work week. It used to be employers could just make you fucking work what they want you to work. Right. Yeah. They could. uh, The work week used to be 13 hours average daily. Holy shit. With no weekend. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the only reason Labor Day is a national holiday is because of labor unions. Because they were like, we need one day off. Yeah. We need a day off where we can just chill. It's true. That's a good point. It's a great idea. Not celebrated by all the no, <laughs> not at all. Unfortunately, it's crazy and it's just it's sad. It's yeah. rough. Meanwhile, and, in France, they can take a month off. Yeah, and that's days. because the entire workforce is one union. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the entire the entirety of the country is just like, oh shit. This group isn't making enough. Well, let's take to the streets. We're all we're all protesting. It's true. So it's and that's the power that these people that people have. Mm-hmm. This is their power. Yeah, they need to utilize it. Yeah. So we need to utilize our power as a workforce mm-hmm. to make it fair for everyone. Absolutely. So that we don't have some dipshit that is making fuck you, I'm going to space money, while his lowest employee will get written up for a bathroom break. It's baddie. It's fucked up. And the only way to save it is labor unions. One of my favorite things uh, is a quote by William Dudley, Big Bill Haywood. If the workers are all organized, all they have to do is put their hands in their pockets and they have got the capitalist class whipped. Which is true. Yeah. If we all went home and stayed home just to send a message. Yeah. You know, you remember senior skip day? Yeah. We need to have adult worker skip day. Or like it needs, which you would think would be fucking Labor Day. But (laughs) not everyone gets to go home on Labor Day. Which is still a thing. That's why it needs to be a new day. We need a new Labor Day where everyone just doesn't go into work and says, remember who runs this fucking show. Yep. We just start a movement. If anyone listens to this. Here's hoping. Like if anyone listens to this show. Listen to this shit and put it out there. Get it to the people. Get it to everyone. Get it out there. There is a way to defeat capitalism. Stop fucking working. (laughs) Yes. For it. Uh, 
it's it's frustrating and like i just always foresee it getting like worse before it gets better i mean we were i just scrolled past a reddit post that said i'm scooping dog poop and i'm happier than i've ever been because the boss pays me fucking more than what minimum wage should be one um two treats me like an adult three gives me benefits and days off yep it's not about what people do. It's not about the jobs, you know? And goddamn do I hate the argument of, like, you know, the, the you know, higher middle class that are in, like, for, like, trades jobs, stuff like that. Yeah. People working their job. Well, what about me? What, a, you know, what about me not getting minimum wage? Well, first of all, stop being so selfish. There are people who, like, literally can't afford their bills at all, period, and should be able to no matter what the fuck you make. The second thing is that maybe if you fought to get minimum wage to a affordable wage, maybe you would have a stronger leg to stand on when you say that means my wage should go up too. My salary should go up too. Mm. People always complain. Mm-hmm. They say, you know, like, I could, I could go right now, I could get a job flipping burgers at in and out and make more money than what I do at my job right now. I hate the I hate the flipping burgers comparison. I really despise the the flipping burgers comparison. It's out there all the time. Everybody is like, "Well, they could make more than this flipping burgers." And it's like, "What is your point?" Yes. Okay, flipping burgers is still labor. It's still a job. Yes. Okay? It is not a specialized skill job. But it is still a job. Yes. It's, yeah, I, I don't know. But I know that was, was beside your point. Well, anyway, anyway and, go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, it's still, no, it's a good point that you yeah. make. And I know I just used it because it is the stature of the way we fucking compare things. Is it a stupid comparison? Yes, I agree. You're not wrong. I wish we could fucking get off of that dumb shit too. Yeah. You know, because why Why is anyone less important? Because they're making your food for you. They're not making them fucking below you. Shut the fuck up like you've never done that before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, But in terms of the fact that I used it just now is that people, sh- it is not a highly skilled job those people flipping the burgers still deserve a fucking livable wage but there are people that work much harder and therefore deserve a higher wage because they do work harder you pay people more the harder the job is and the more that they do the most i've ever been pissed off at my current job is when i got handed a whole positions layer of work which i'm fine with Fine, I'll make time for it. I'll squeeze it around and work a little harder. If we talk about my fucking salary, mm-hmm. not a word came about my salary and how I'm being compensated for the extra work I'm doing, which should be a basic part of any part of that job. Yep. Anything you talk about that. If the work gets handed down to someone, you hand someone work, what do they get out of that? Yeah. Just plain hand on handoff. But to get back to the way I'm tired of people complaining about, you know, like who makes what where. Yes, I could go someplace equal and flip burgers. I could go someplace with an easier job and make more money. That's how fucked up this all is. That's how desperate people are for workers. And keep in mind, I found out through the anti-work Reddit, most of these jobs, um, when you sign on, they want you to sign a waiver saying that they can take away three bucks an hour and put you back to 15 in January or February. 
these 17, 19 an hour jobs, these are just temporary pay raises. They don't actually intend to pay you that much. Right. Entirely. This is just them being desperate. Yep. First of all. So if people would stop goddamn arguing the fact that we, you know, I don't want them to make more than me. That's what keeps that's what keeps us under the heel of the corporate overlords. It does. Is because they have not just engaged in economic warfare. Mm-hmm. They have engaged in class warfare. To where as long as you are better than someone else, yes. then your wage is fine. Mm-hmm. Because there's still someone under you that's doing worse. Yep. But now, the, now their their whole argument is flawed now, too, mm-hmm. because that's right. That's how they do it. That's how the politicians do it. That's how the capital, capitalists do it. Yep. They pit us against each other. And that's something, no matter what fucking side you're on, whether you're far left or far right, we all fucking agree on. Yep. Unless you're obsessed with Trump, but that's a cult. So <laughs> that is why we're all, you know, that's one thing we all agree on is that they pit us against each other. Absolutely. Well, there are those that don't even see it. Yes. They don't even see it. No, they don't. Because they're still better than somebody, and they can use that to boost their ego, and therefore, that's all they need. They're happy. I'm better than this, so I'm happy. Yeah. You're not better than anybody, man. Sorry. you're not. It goes to show a flaw in the plan Mm -hmm. that I wish people would see is when someone who is still skilled in labor, I still perform skilled labor compared to cooking food. Right. There are people flipping burgers making more than me. Yep. And that proves in its own how wages are fucked. Yeah. It's all ass backwards. And the only people doing the real fucking work right now People quitting their jobs. Yep. The people telling their managers no and continuing to collect their pay. Yep. The people fighting for wages. The one post I really liked I saw was someone who said, yeah, I just got hired at this rate and I found out no one else was getting hired at that or got hired or making that much pay. Mm-hmm. So I told them we all marched into the office and we all got that pay. Yep. Boom. Yep. Don't be afraid of your employers. They need you more than you need them. Absolutely. It's it's a strong stance. It's a risky stance, but it's a stance you need to take. It's a stance that needs to be normalized it so that it doesn't feel like a risk. Right. So that it doesn't feel you're like right. you're breaking the rules. Yeah. I, I actually had a guy tell me during the pandemic, they were like, you know what, this – Burger flippers are making more than me. I went to school for this. I have this specialized trade. Not everyone can do this job. I should be making more for the work I'm doing if burger flippers are going to make this much. And I looked at him. I looked him dead in the eye and I said, you're right. What are you going to do about it? That's the question. Yeah. And he that shut him up. So fucking fast. Almost like he was scared to ask his employer, pay me what I'm worth. Yeah. And I, I've talked to people during the pandemic when we when unemployment was getting a six hundred dollar increase. So people could survive. 
there were these people going online saying they were making $600 less a week because they were working. And I said to him, you're right. What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And not one of them would go and be like, I'm going to go to my boss and say, pay me what I'm worth. None of them. And it's like, that's all you need to do. That is all you need to do. Yeah. If you are unhappy with the wage you are making, go to your boss and say, pay me what I'm worth. Now imagine if we did that in mass. Imagine if everyone did that. Holy fuck. And that's probably the next ass backwards thing is when these people quit their jobs or won't quit their jobs or they get a better job because it does pay more than a minimum wage. But that minimum wage is still not at least $24 an hour. People think they've got it peachy when they're making three, four bucks extra than minimum wage. Mm-hmm. But that is still not an affordable wage. No. Oh. It's ass backwards. It is. It's so it's ridiculous. If you've quit your job because you know you're not being treated fairly, thank you. You're setting an example yeah. for a lot of people. I wish more people had this mindset because if we all did it, you know, more in mass, it would really force them to fucking do what needs to be done. Do the hard work and stop hogging all the fucking money. Yep. All the money. They hog the fucking money. Um, recently, Activision, um, Activision's Raven Software, a uh, subsidiary developer of the publisher Activision, it's going to come as a huge surprise. Um, asked a, an, an entire QA team to relocate to Wisconsin or Washington, one of the places. Probably Wisconsin. Yes, and said we're working on pay structure things to get you guys boosted. Washington is ridiculously expensive, so it was probably Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, well, there's a lot of game development in um, freaking Washington, though. But, right. But irregardless, um, yeah, there was relocators, and they did it. And that whole team is uh, just been told they're getting laid off in January. Oof. So it comes back around to um, video game workers especially need to unionize. Yep. Activision should be getting sued by these people. Yep. For being uh, promised higher wages to move. Yeah. To relocate. Yeah. That's just... And then getting fired. Are you fucking kidding me, Activision? Jesus. Are you fucking kidding me? Ugh. It's so bad. It's not great. It's not great at all. So No. Uh yeah. It's it's apprehensive. So I mean, there's not much more to, you know, say about it. No, there really isn't. You know. It's just uh Stop disparaging workers. Work is work. Yeah, work is work. Why shouldn't like, don't don't be pissed that the burger flipper is making more than you. Be pissed that your employer is not paying you more for the work you're doing. Yeah. That's who's to blame. I had a really hard time saying that in a sentence earlier. Thank you. Yeah. That was the point I was trying to get to. <laughs> We got to it. It's Sweet. all so convoluted. It you know is. what I mean? Every aspect is fucked. It's just rough. To get to these points, and it's like, and I'm in a position where saying all this is a risk. Saying all this is very risky for me. 
if if the wrong people hear these words coming out of my mouth, I am putting my career at risk. I don't care. It's more important that people hear this, relate to it, and do something. Because then if my career is over, I can still get a decent paying job anywhere else doing something that I actually love because we've increased the wages because as a society, as a workforce, we all demanded it. It's true. It's true. And granted, again, there's like shades of gray in the way we do things because we both said we're not in positions we want to quit. No. Right now. Um, we both want to do, you know, like what we do because we found them suitable for where we're at right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I'm doing a job I enjoy with people that I absolutely adore. I enjoy going to work. I enjoy seeing my coworkers. Yeah, me too. And my manager's yeah. good to me. Really good to me. Yeah. And I've been been getting compliments from people that report to me. Because I am so much better than previous managers. Yeah. They're like, I have never had a manager treat me like this. Yeah. And it's a simple formula. It's really, really simple. Set the expectation early. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Everyone that works for me, I expect them to be responsible, hardworking adults. That's it. That is my only expectation of them. And in return, they can expect from me that I will never, ever ever ask them to do something I would not be willing to do myself. Yeah. Those two things set a precedent that is just spectacular. And that's what good leadership is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's Uh, not about cracking the whip at those who move the stone. It's about getting under the stone with them mm -hmm. and saying, let's go. It's about giving them the support they need to lift the stone and then lift it again and feel good about lifting the stone over and over and over. Yeah. It's just not rocket science. Really not. It's really not rocket science. Well, thank you for listening to when Daniel met rich. I'm rich. I'm Daniel. We'll catch you next time. Shout out. It's shout out time because out. we uh, couldn't do a, a, a Patreon without you guys. Yes. And, well, you know, this is the first batch. We've done soft launch, so um, there's not a lot to do. So right. we'll do our shout outs now. Yes. Um, are you going to yell? Did you want to do this from over there? Should I? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you don't blow out the microphone. Shut up. <laughs> um, there we go i'll just lean far the fuck away which like it's up to you anyways yes <clears throat> without our patreons the show wouldn't be possible right so thank you what is adam's last name i'm not looked this up at all i need to i need to go to patreon. i didn't even I to know to that i was gonna go for patreon. last names i was just gonna that say was... you know thank you to taylor for being inherently better well what if we get better better ones though you know what i mean that's the thing and the next part is, see, it says Adam D. Okay, so I can just say, um, I can just say, okay, cool. So he didn't even give us a, the whole last name, there which I know it's long in Italian. So it's probably better Excellent. because I don't know that I could pronounce it. Okay. You know what I mean? So anyways, Adam D. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. 
And thank you, Taylor, for just being inherently better than others at your tier. It is it is a you know a big donation when you do more than others and you put in more effort and that's what makes you better than everyone. You put in more. You you want it more. You wanted it. You wanted to go hard. You went hard, and we appreciate that. So thank you, Taylor. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. But not as to much a as more, Taylor. but lesser extent. He literally donates more. Yes, but he's not on the. But big he, shot he didn't go. He didn't go side. big shot. He, he didn't, didn't go, go big shot, shot on that. That's so. the big deal. About that is this. that is the big honking not, deal. Listen, Adam. It's not that we don't appreciate you. It's that you're not as good as Taylor. Yeah. So if you want to hear your name in these shoutouts, go ahead and go to our Patreon, and uh, yeah, Patreon.com/slash Excitement Inc. There you go. 